down goes a legend and this historian just officially cried over a challenge elimination plus Michaela overcomes Fessel keeps jumping to victory Josh wants to be a threat so bad Tyler and Alyssa are the cutest Cassidy is spitting fire and Chris stays true to his word he comes back yet again it's the challenge USA 2 episode 10 recap coming up right now What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge Past, Present, or Future, if it's happening in The Challenge Universe. And we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today to talk Challenge USA 2. It just wrapped a few minutes, well, not a few minutes, about an hour ago at this point of recording. Episode 10 is in the books. A legend has been, maybe a new legend has been born, but one legend certainly has left the game. As I said in the cold open there, this historian shed a tear or two. We will, of course, get to Wes's exit, Chris's big win, everything that went down on USA to episode 10 in just one moment. Quick programming reminders before we begin, though. First and foremost, Survivor 45 preview with my good friend Tony is out now. The Survivor historian feed of the challenge historian podcast feed if you will is official it's live it's happening the preview is out yes it was almost three hours yes we know we had to spend some time getting to know each other better than we already did you getting to know us and our survivor fanhoods the whole thing the whole cast breakdown they will not be three hour recaps coming at you but you know i'm long-winded as it is and i'm not used to a co-host and so we both had a lot of things to talk about we shared it all you can go check that out if you like and as always, use the show notes. If you see three hours and you're a little intimidated, you're like, I don't think I want to listen to this three-hour preview. That's fine. Tap in. Just go straight. Use the show notes. Go straight to the cast-by-cast breakdown. Go straight to the predictions. You know, get what you want. Don't stay for the rest if you don't want. And if you want the whole thing, that's amazing. We love you. We appreciate you. The sport has been wonderful so far since releasing that. We will, of course, Tony and I, be back every week of Survivor 45. Premieres next week. We'll be covering it all season long. We don't have a specific day or time. Those episodes will be released. We will work our hardest to get them to be on a consistent schedule. But we don't know what that is going to be yet. Both have very crazy lives that uh, don't 100% match up as far as when recording. Recording time may be, and especially the first couple weeks with Challenge USA still going, and then eventually Challenge 39. Obviously, the challenge will take precedent as far as when I'm watching, and Season 39 is going to go head-to-head with Survivor again. I thought we had moved past this. I thought we had accepted Thursdays as Challenge Day, but on MTV, you can't do that because it's Jersey Day on Thursday. I get it, but anyways, we'll have Survivor every week sometime at some point we will try to get consistent with it but for the time being just know that they will be coming at some time now 
The other thing with that, as I just said, challenge is the priority. I had a couple people message me like, wait a minute, did you just change and rebrand the whole podcast? No, we're just covering Survivor because it's fun and amazing. And me and Tony are going to have a great time with it. But of course, this is still the challenge historian. It will always be the challenge historian because that is what I am, a challenge historian, the challenge historian, if you will. And so don't worry, no challenge coverage is going to be limited because we're hopping over to talk about another show for a season here. So don't worry about that. And speaking of challenge, USA 2. There is two episodes left. 12 episodes in this season. We just finished 10. We're going to talk about it here in a moment. We've got 11 and 12 the next two weeks. We will, of course, be back late after the show uh, airs to cover, to recap both of those. Then the week after that, three weeks from now, we will do our full season recap. I don't know if there's a reunion for Challenge USA 2. I don't think there is, but if there were to be, we would just try to talk about it then doing that full season recap, which will then give us the next week, four weeks from now, when we will do our season 39 deep dive preview, which will lead right into five weeks from now, the premiere of Challenge 39 Battle for a New Champion. So we're going to go right through one into the other. The schedule lines up perfectly. We've got two weeks left of episode recaps for USA 2, a third week then for the full season recap and awards right into premiere, or excuse me, preview, and then premiere for season 39 a week later. So challenge coverage will not stop. It'll roll perfectly one into to the next survivor coverage coming as well as that season airs. So that's what you've got coming as for tonight, a walk through the episode, really kind of stopping on a couple key moments, a couple key topics worth talking about, but we'll walk through the whole episode here, then awards, then power rankings, and then predictions. And I swear, I am so ready to nail the predictions this week. You do not want to miss the very end of this. I just know it. I've got a good feeling. I feel like I know exactly what's going to happen on episode 11, the penultimate episode and the final eliminations of the season. So stick around for the predictions at the end, but let's start where the episode started with the beginning. Here we go. Walk through the episode storylines. We start, as we always do, at the house. Everyone arrives back, and the Survivor folks have a big meeting to let Chris know that, you know, we can all work together again, and it's kind of pointless. We know that because we basically see none of it, because uh, nothing really happened, and no one amended anything, and it wasn't really anything other than, Chris, if you win, you know, we'll be able to say that uh, that we tried to make peace, and maybe you don't throw one of us in that seemed to be all that was. Nothing came of it. Then we get Josh talking to Wes on the treadmill. And this is that moment where you know the, you know, they're setting us up for something. I don't know if it's going to be at Josh's demise or Wes's demise or one of them would win the daily and maybe have to, you know, think about throwing the other in. I don't know. But we knew Josh and Wes were going to be a big part of it when we see this moment. And this moment's hilarious. I love it. Josh is just, he's always always wanted the big names of this game to acknowledge him as a threat, as a friend, or as a both of those things. And Wes continues to refuse to do either one. He doesn't, he, they're friends, uh, but he continues to, as he has done since moment one, one you know, a great clip circulating, you know, a few weeks back uh, and kind of really throughout this season is Wes, you know, telling Josh, that he does not and will never think of him as a threat. He kind of alludes to that in the confessionals in this moment. That clip from War of the Worlds was great. And, you know, like, you'll never, you can be mad at me. You can vote for me. You can be my rival. I don't care. You're not a threat and you won't be. And so I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to care. It's not going to be a retaliation. Do whatever you want. It was a fantastic moment. And the continuation of that through the other few seasons they've been on together has been quite funny, uh, to say the least, as was this moment. I mean, Wes, 
straight up like he, he's basically not even paying attention to him which also josh like i get it you want to talk game with them you're doing great you know you keep them social ties those political conversations always happening that's a very smart thing to do but the man's on the treadmill can you leave him alone can you leave him alone while he's on the treadmill just for a little bit like Wes clearly doesn't want to talk he's in the zone he's not looking at you he's barely responding he does great later on in the confessional when producers are asking him to talk about the moment the moment he gives all the entertainment but in that moment he's in the zone he's trying to run if anything well first off challenge houses like give them two treadmills do they still only have the one treadmill and then west probably is just out there hogging it him and jordan anytime they're in the house just like yeah i need to get my 150 miles in today so not nah, no one else is going to get to use it can we get two treadmills throw josh on a treadmill next to him if you're so worried about the final get on that treadmill next to him and you know and then he'll probably talk to you at that point so that moment's funny and that leads us right to the daily challenge with the daily challenge it's pretty good i want to really love it and i would love it but it's a touch just a touch too simple for me but then at the same time i'm like you know what simple was what defined the early seasons of this show and we've talked a lot with the eliminations this season and we will talk the elimination of this episode obviously a lot in a moment here but we've talked a lot about the eliminations this season being a little a little carnival game e a little kind of more crap shoots uh, and interesting and being polarizing and that, you know, I fell on the side of, I really loved them and they have in little ways reminded me of the old, old, like the original days of the show and the early days of the show talking the first 10 seasons, first 15 seasons, you know, and this daily challenge. And it isn't the first of the season to also do a little bit of the same. Like this is what daily challenges were, especially like the first five to 10 seasons, like they were this straightforward, you know, I always reference the same one, but I'll reference it again here, but they two or three different times across the first 10 seasons, there would be a challenge where it was just hey, go hang on this above the water. Whoever hangs the longest wins. And like, that's what it is. We're going to put all of you on it. We're going to lift you on a crane out over the water and last one standing wins. And it's very simple. It takes like five minutes and you know, whatever. And so it does remind me of those. And in that way, I like it. Um, and it leaves me thinking that like, I don't know, I, I had mixed feelings, but I do appreciate and like that it is kind of simple and straightforward and that they are finding ways, as we'll talk about again with the elimination of this episode to finally like all the toys they have and the cameras and everything. And like, they've always wanted to make falling in the water be so cool and so entertaining. And they do a really good job in this daily of making it visually interesting and stimulating. And uh, yeah, it's good overall. Also, they adjusted everything for height and reach, both height and reach. So they're really thinking this through. They've measured these folks out. I would love to get everyone's measurables, by the way. Could we post those somewhere, challenge people? Um, that would be wonderful. But again, they're trying to make things fair. They definitely heard the uh, the the discourse and the rebuttals after USA won. And here's the hoping that they keep that same energy and fairness standards and bring it on over to season 39 and beyond. Bring it on over to All-Stars. Bring it on everywhere. It's it's very much appreciated. Results of this challenge. Um, okay, so Michelle's obviously one of the losers. She did not do well at all. But she did run and jump first immediately when that horn blows. 
And I respect that. And I just can't stand how fun she is. I just love Michelle so much. And I'm, am I the only one? Uh, like, let me know out there if you also are just like, think Michelle's the greatest and having so much fun having her on season after season right now. Cause I feel like I might be not alone, but in a small group, um, certainly not Fessy fan club level alone, but I don't know that the group's huge. So let me know if, uh, how you feel on that subject. Then we've got, Chanel also stood out as she's kind of running out of time to prove something to me. Um, she has harsh words at the end of the episode, which we'll get to. They made the quote of the week. Don't you worry. Uh, but she hasn't been able to show much in the dailies. She hasn't been in an elimination. So I'm still kind of left with a big old question mark of like, you certainly seem confident you give off a very positive competitive and athletic kind of vibe. And you seem like you, if I just were to look at your picture, be like, yeah, she's like, she's athletic. So I think something's there, but it's still a big old question mark. And she's kind of running out of time. Maybe it's just going to be, she waltzes right to that final. And then we'll get to find out in the final, the ultimate test of like, how good of an athlete and competitor are you? The final will tell us. So we may get our answer either way, but right now still a question mark with her. Bananas and Desi second place finishes. Very, very good job. They show up, they perform. Shout out to Bananas for being super smart and fessy on the other side of it of like the ultimate vet move of there's two of us standing up here. Obviously, like we are kind of working together for the most part already, but like obviously we're going to make a quick little deal, make a little quick deal. It would have been great if they they would have got to the final two and had the men and women up there together. So maybe there could have been a big old deal made between everyone. That would have been wonderful. Obviously, the star of the show is Michaela and Fessy, but it's the star of the show is Michaela. So shout out Fessy. Another win. He smokes it. He's amazing. I love him. It's the best. But Michaela is the star of the show, overcomes the fear, is and this is no I I don't have a good example that I can pull off the top of my head, but there's definitely been times in the past where someone kind of like acts a little scared and then performs well. And you're like, were you really scared or were you trying to like make this a little more entertaining and better story. This was terror. That woman was terrified. That woman did not want to do that. I loved the confessionals of like, I just got to do it once and then it'll be fine. And then it'll be easy. And turns out to do it three times and third times the hardest. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And also she smokes this. Like she grabs the top of the baton on the third jump. And not just that she grabs near the top of the baton, but she two hand grabs the baton, which Back from my basketball days, it reminded me of just thinking of basketball coaches yelling to grab rebounds with two hands, and then all of us retorting back to, like, it's harder to get to the same spot with two hands than it is with one hand. So when it's really far away, sometimes you just reach with one. So anyways, I was like, damn, she two-hand grabbed that at the top. Like, she definitely, I think definitely, if she could have got over the fear of maybe having to do it a fourth time, uh, could have got the next one, the one that Fessy ended up getting on the men's side. And same with Fessy. I think, I mean, he barely got that last one, but the, the other thing they were doing is they were further away, but they were also lowered down. So it was kind of interesting how the dynamics of that would have worked. I don't think Fessy or anyone could have got to the one beyond where he had to, I don't know what they would have done if two people got to that and then just had absolutely zero chance. But I do think for sure, Michaela could have gotten to the next rung and crush performance. She's so great. She's I mean, we'll at the end of the season, we'll talk like where certain cast members kind of like rank on our like future cast member power rankings type of thing. But Michaela loved everything on SLA, thought it was just we didn't get to see anywhere near enough with her going home immediately. 
and she is proving and then some how amazing she is at on this show and at the show and just everything. Michaela is awesome. Then we get to the house and we basically go straight to nominations. There's a couple conversations, I think, but we'll just go straight to nominations, shall we? Um, Fessel and Michaela together, great pairing. I really liked their dynamic together, and I thought they both approached it well. And, you know, big on, you know, Michaela the whole season as someone who isn't as nearly as experienced as some of the, you know, the big vets walking into the house with their 20 seasons or whatever has been like pretty forceful. And like, I kind of want to be in charge here and I kind of want to be the one making strategies and things. So I thought it was a big moment for her to be able to be like, no, I can put like, when I need to, I can also kind of put down the sword and say like, you can take kind of either the lead and, or can you just like fill me in on what you're thinking? Like, I don't just have to come in here and it's my plan and my plan only and my thoughts and my opinions only. So I thought that was a very big kind of moment to see the like team player all the way and is just kind of doubling down on her bona fides as a strategic player in this game. I feel like, because the one flaw I could have maybe pointed out on the strategy side is just like, it hasn't bit her in the butt yet, but it's, she seems a little like, it's her way or the highway, like her will. And like, she trusts her gut so much. It may, could maybe be a detriment if she could like never turn it off. And so she shows here, no problem, turn it right off. And so I think she's just got absolute total package now at this point. And her and Fessy work really well together. He lays out all of his feelings on the guys. They kind of both lay out all their feelings on the girls. They talk through it. And I think they come to the right decision at the end. I love their back and forth. I love how they broke it all down. I think I think she should have maybe pushed harder on her original plan that she had went to the other girls with of like wanting to put Tori in. Their response being, if you put Tori in, obviously the house is going to want to put me, Desi, or me, Chanel, up against her. So maybe don't do that if you actually care about us. Got that selfish comment from Desi. Um, so I get that she didn't want to, and it wasn't necessarily the best thing for her game. I thought she was... I thought there was going to be more of a push. I didn't think that that she was going to get her way in that or actually go to the lengths of like forcing Fessy to do it or, you know, to be that, be the compromise. But I thought there was going to be more of a push, but she's probably right not to. I think she can beat Tori in a final. I think she thinks I can, I've got a shot to beat her in the final. It's not like she's just going to like kick my butt in a final or anything. And I think she's most set on, I can win the final versus anyone here maybe not like slam dunk or nothing, but like I can beat anyone here and I would just really, I really want to make the final and then see, and she's right. And he's right. in saying there's another elimination or two maybe left. And if we think we can beat any of these people more or less in the final, then, or at least have a shot, then we should try to get there and we should save the people that win dailies and all the people that win dailies look out for each other. It's very reminiscent of what couldn't, Tried to go down on Challenge USA one and didn't end up happening when, you know, Tyson and Angela started building the like, okay, anyone who's won or can win a daily, we're in an alliance. We should protect each other and let's just get all the best people to the final. Didn't fully work out for all of them um, in the end, but I think it's the right decision for them here. We get some Alyssa and Tyler. The word, the words in love are used in a sentence, not directly like I'm in love with you, but like, I didn't think I would fall in love, I believe is what Alyssa said, potentially, um, or wasn't looking to fall in love. Somehow the words in love were used. Okay. And these two are adorable. They're so cute. I wish them the best. They're what they seem wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, and Tyler seems like he's got a really good gauge on like already, like he's a really good read of people. I can see maybe I'm starting to see why uh, people 
I've, I've been told he's like this amazing big brother player or was considered this amazing big brother player um, because it's very impressive how good he is at the like support role to someone he did while they've spent a very intimate, you know, 30 days or whatever they've been in the house at this point, 40 days at this point. Um, you know, it's very impressive how easy, like how at ease he is. And like, this is what I offer at this time. This is what I offer at this time. This is, you know, when to say this, when to do that. Uh, it's a, it's a tough thing in a relationship to know how to, you know, appease someone. You got to really know someone to help and, you know, offer the best possible help in every situation. He seems to do that. So those two are wonderful. Wish them both the best. Again, they are dating after the show and off the show. So he did in fact get those digits and, uh, she did pick up. So good for them. Chris's confessional cam. Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, when it's, it's, it's very cute. Michelle and Cassidy come in, they find him, they tell him, yeah, you're going in just like you thought. Uh, I'm still a little confused and I need to, if anyone has been listening to all the different cast member podcasts and Johnny's and official challenge and all the different interviews and things um, on all the different wonderful podcast platforms out there. And anyone's talked about like, what production said about this confessional cam or what the purpose was or how much they maybe were using it or not using it. Uh, DM me, let me know like, Hey, go listen to this. This person talks about it or whatever, but I still don't know exactly why they have it there. They haven't used it a ton, but in this moment it pays off a big time. Uh, I started out when he kind of starts getting, you know, emotional, he starts doing a little bit of a meditation. He's thinking about his family. He's talking himself through it. He's pumping himself up. When that all started, I, Kind of in my head, I will admit my first thought was, I think I'm going to eventually laugh. I think this is about to get really cheesy. And then it did not. I was emotionally stirred, like legitimately. I was jacked up. So way to go, Chris. I I mean, that the like, I'm going to come back. We'll get to the quote later in best quote. But like, I was... I was ready to go. I knew he was ready to go. I was again, emotionally stirred would be the best way to put it of like, Whoa, okay. I thought this was going to get cheesy and I was maybe even going to giggle at it a little bit. Uh, and yes, I've been a big fan of Chris all season long, but I did not expect for that to be like, wow, I'm okay. Like that, that got me. That was a good speech. I'm, this is impressive. Like, let's go, let's see him compete. Let's he's going to tear someone's head off. So good job by him. And then we get the votes and Josh crying through his vote and then patting Wes on the shoulder as he walks out. And obviously at that moment, Wes had to have known Josh just voted for him. Right. Um, I'm sure if we go to Wes's Patreon and listen to him talk, he'll maybe say if he did or did not, but uh, it's kind of hard for him not to have known in that moment. Right. Um, maybe he was pretty, Wes was pretty locked in himself on like, I got to go do whatever I got to go do. So maybe not, maybe he didn't even re register that Josh passed him or patted him on the shoulder or anything like that. I don't know. But uh yeah, Josh, uh, we, we knew Josh would be crying on this episode because they showed us this moment uh, before and that he was all torn up and his over his vote and everything. And it plays out here. And uh, it's good theater. I'll give him that. Then we're in the arena and Wes's 25% chance gets called out. Cassidy's 75% chance to be called from the hopper gets called out. So tough break for Weston Bergman. 25% chance. I mean, ugh. That's tough, but, uh, you know, it, that's, how, that's how it's going to go. We've had, I'll look back at the end of the season and see like how often the, the highest probability person went in, but like we're one for two here, Cassidy, you know, 75% chance she gets her number called. We've had mostly the person with the biggest chance get called. So, uh, it was bound to happen that a few times this is going to not go, you know, the, the way of someone who had one or two votes. It does not go Wes's way here. The game they play. 
The game is amazing. I love this game. I love it, love it, love it, love it. It's strategy. Um, it's brutal. It's silly. It looks really cool. The camera work here, as I referenced in the daily, this, this is what I really meant. The camera work is impeccable. This is where GoPros work really, really well. This is where drones can work really, really well. This is where little cameras on little cranes that swivel around in the same circle as these players do works really, really, really well. Um, this looked a lot like they repurposed some of the contraptions from the one ride or, or not ride or dies uh, world championships daily challenge where they're all in the field and you toss the tire up to your spinning partner and your partner caught it and then threw it in the bin or whatever, maybe a little repurpose there. It was amazing all the way around 10 out of 10 minus the fact that Wes eventually went home and I eventually cried over that. We'll get to that just in a minute. First, Alyssa versus Cassidy, huge fight, loved it. Shout out to both of them. They showed a ton. Like, this was brutal. I think they would have both beaten some of the women uh, standing up on that stage. And I'm not just saying Michelle, who I don't know that they would have beaten. But, I, you know, she's she's been pretty self-deprecating at this point. So, I think it's fair to say uh, they, they would have they would have had a shot against her. And I think versus some of the other women standing up there as well. They both put on a show. They put on a battle. It was brutal. And it was great. Shout out to both of them. Um, I will also say it was during theirs that I started thinking strategy and thinking going first is definitely the advantage, definite advantage, I think. And by going first, I mean, obviously, they're both going at all the same time. Uh, being the one ripping the patches off first, being on offense, so to speak, first, definite advantage. Because I think once you're tired, I think it's a little easier to play defense and just try to hold someone off when you're super tired versus trying to play offense and, you know, attack someone when you're tired, maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's right. I don't know. That's, that's how I feel trying to think back to any sport type of thing, or just, just think through it in general. So I feel like going first was an advantage. And so, you know, I thought that, uh, I thought that played out in the women's round and not so much in the men's round, although I, I, I stand by it that it should have, uh, the right person went home on the women's side, as far as drama purposes goes again, uh, this season, we've been getting really lucky. Um, I don't know if lucky is the right word. I don't know, but, uh, it's made the season as good as it has been because I feel like kind of the right people have continued to go home and outside of really Polly. I don't think there's been one where I've been torn up of like, man, the entertainment level of this season just took a huge hit because this person went home too early or sooner than they should. While Tyler and Alyssa have been great and adorable and wonderful. And I appreciate there being a legitimate romance on the season. You know, there wasn't a lot left. There wasn't certainly drama left with like Alyssa just probably getting thrown in again. There is drama left now with Cassidy, even if she does get thrown again, certainly if she gets thrown in again. So uh, give me Cassidy versus Chanel, please. And thank you. Then we get to Chris beating Wes. Uh, I'm going to mostly talk about Wes here, even though Chris is a badass and wonderful and so good. He's a beast. He's fantastic for the show. He absolutely can win this final, uh, which would be fascinating turn of events. He's, he's got a lot of promise. He's delivered on it and then, and, and built up new promise in the place of all the promise he's already delivered on. So that's Chris for Wes. Bad strategy costs Wes. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, with his experience and getting to watch the women and then getting to play defense first, you can't ask for any more time to figure out what not to do and to figure out some strategy. Like he was in 
a golden position. He's got all the, yes, he's never done this. Obviously like, you know, the age old thing that uh bananas amongst others loves to talk about. And is very true. You know, you show up and you get to do something crazy one time and one time only no redos. You've never done it before the whole thing, but the more you do all of those things, the more you learn how to kind of attack mentally trying to figure out what to do when you see something you've never done before and get one chance at it. And the fact that an experienced player with Wes's level of experience and eliminations in particular gets to let the have the, not let watch the women go first and then gets to go on offense first, which I think the strategy comes in much more on defense than it does on offense. And then he just, he does the thing you cannot do. You definitely cannot do in this game, which is letting go and swinging out wide because the moment you let go, you now are just swinging in one circle without changing directions or speed until you slow down enough to come back to the thing, which the other person can then just simply stop and wait for you to slow down and catch you and run into you and bear hug you as Chris does there. If you stay attached, they can catch you and get to you. But then as we see both with him on offense versus Chris, and as we see with both of the rounds of the women's, they you can't really get to their back. The, if you're staying in front, you can just kind of hold arms. You can kind of grapple, be in that position. I forget what the re- or the boxing term is for that. Is it just grapple? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But uh, you just kind of lock up and you're like, you're not getting to my back. You can take all the ones off the front. That's fine. All the ones off my sleeve, probably. That's fine. But there's three of them on my back and you're going to be hard pressed to get any of them, let alone all of them, which is why we didn't see either of the women get all 10. They got close, but not quite there. And which is why we saw Wes get very close, but not quite all the way there. And then his just bad strategy, whether he meant to or not, and, you know, was maybe just talking about the way after the fact in the confessional booth, but whether he meant to or not, letting go was his downfall. That moment, Chris has that wrapped because now he can just wait. And the moment they swing and crash into each other, just bear hug him. And once he's in that bear hug and Chris has his arms and legs wrapped around him, it's a wrap. There's no getting out of that. Chris is just as strong as him and has the position and it's over. And so... That it was a bummer way for him to go, but Wes goes home. I got emotional. I cried. Uh, I will call it cry. I will say it was beyond tearing up. Um, yeah, I would say it was beyond tearing up and deserves to be called crying. I cried. Uh, I'm glad that we got the big like Wes is retiring and having a hard time with it stuff out of the way, you know, episodes back. I think that that helps to this not feel overdone now that it actually then happens episodes later and can be a little more subdued and subtle and just have happened and be kind of a shock. And he says goodbye and it's kind of over. Um, I grew up with Wes. I've said many times on this podcast, or I'll say, you know, I'll continue to say probably many, many more times. The my age in my seasons of the real world, we all have our couple of seasons of the real world or the challenge or road rules, whichever one was kind of your the what you grew up on or all of them as it may be. Uh, and for the real world, for me, just with my age, I started watching in, in earnest and really caring and being kind of attached to the people and looking at the people as you know, people I could be or lives I could live around Philly. Austin, Key West, and Denver. Those stretch of four, 
but it was really real world Austin. Austin was the one like I I got to go back and look what year that was exact age, but like I was so all in. I was so all in on Wes and Danny and Johanna and Melinda and Nehemiah and Rachel and um all of them and I was super in on Wes. Like Wes was my guy. And then Wes came on the challenge and you know was just immediately the star of the show, whether you wanted him to be or not, he was going to find a way to be. And it was, all, it was sometimes abrasive. Sometimes we didn't love it. Sometimes we absolutely loved it, but man, he was, he was, you know, he was clearly going to be a legend of the show. He was clearly going to make a name for himself in one way or fashion. And it was so great. And I just, uh, you know, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to rant ramble on through all of it. I'll save that for a later time and maybe a full West specific episode, but he watching him meant a lot to me. And that, that cast was just that perfect age where I was like, had the most attachment to him. It's why, you know, I say like when I got to meet Tyler Duckworth a few weeks ago and, you know, tell him he was my second favorite challenger of all time, Timmy Baggy first, Tyler Duckworth second. After that, it's a little bit of a toss up. Wes is certainly in there somewhere after that in the group that comes after those two. But, you know, Tyler was similar, you know, on Key West, him and Johnny and Zach being like, okay, like I'm only a few years younger than these people. And so uh, everything that comes with that and watching them on television. And uh, it's been wild to watch Wes basically for two decades of my life at this point uh, on TV. And he's amazing. And I think, uh, those, if you're only familiar with Wes on the show and you've ever made any jokes about Wes off the show, I urge you to get more familiar with Wes off of the show. That is where I will leave that. He goes home. Um, TJ telling him it's fine when he reconsiders is so good. So good. Just like, yeah, this is it. I'm done. He can't really, he's kind of choked up. He can't say much more. He just says thank you and goodbye. And TJ just quick with the like, yeah, well, if you ever reconsider, like, we'll be, we're okay with it. Like, we hope you do. We'll see you again sometime. That'd be great. Just like, oh my God, TJ, you're the best. And then we get the moment afterwards where, you know, bananas, they ever, they all come down to say their goodbyes. Bananas, you know, says his goodbye. And then we get the little moment where Josh can't help but admit through some tears that it was him. And all I've got to say is if this somehow leads to some way, some rivals team of Wes and Josh in the future. I will be upset. And the reason I know that we don't have to worry about that is because if Wes were to come out of retirement, he did just retire. If he came out of retirement, showed up for a season and it was announced that it was rivals and Josh was his partner. I think Wes would immediately just leave. He'd be like, "Never mind." going back to retired life, going back to the wife, the child, the dog, the businesses, the other shows, the everything going to go back to that. No, thank you. And, uh, so yeah, I don't think they would dare do that. Cause I think they would know what, uh, that what I just said would actually probably happen now for the awards. We had a stretch of episodes this season where there was no quotes, none. I didn't even give it out an award once or twice. Okay. But they've come back with a vengeance. There was a lot of quote nominees this episode. Let's run through them quickly here. First up chronological order as usual. Wes quote, Josh wants to run a final. Never done it. Josh wants so badly to be a real challenger, kind of like Pinocchio wanted to be a real boy. But at the end of the day, try as he might, he will never be my rival. I will never consider him a threat, end quote. Then Wes, quote number two that makes the list, I want to be in power. I want to fill up my goblet to the brim with power. I want to chug it down and become drunk on power, end quote. Fantastic stuff from Mr. Bergman. TJ, quote, Josh, what happened? You and Wes been hanging out? 
unbelievable. TJ, TJ had himself an episode for real. TJ's commentary this episode was on point all the way through. Chris, Chris, quote, I'm not going home. I'm coming back. I always come back through gritted teeth, through tears, through the whole thing. Man, that moment again. Uh, I was, I was, I was jazzed up. I was jacked up. I was ready to go. Chris got me, you know, I was, I was ready to run through the wall for him. You know, put me in coach. Then Michelle quote, uh, I'm happy that, that she is calling out the strong girls lines because I'm pretty sure I'm not in that bunch. So you go off cast, have your moment, be mad, but just don't look at me End quote followed immediately by Chanel. I don't have the whole thing here. Just the end of it. Quote Cassidy. If you come for me, I'll show you exactly why you are a layup End quote. That was fighting words, Chanel. I hope, man, uh, I want to see Chanel Cassidy in the final elimination. Let's let's do it already. Or Cassidy win daily and throw Chanel in. Either way, I want to. I like this. And those those are fighting words. All right, uh, I would be upset right now if I was Cassidy watching this back and saw those words. And then TJ finally, you sent him home and into retirement. And then Josh responded with "God damn it, TJ" on the stage, kind of through his tears, but also laughing a little bit. That moment was amazing. It's just funny as hell. And I didn't get that exact quote from TJ Wright, but you know which one it was. It was amazing. All these, we're giving the award to Wes. He went out. We got to give him a reward on the way out. It probably won't be his last one. Best moment of the episode. Wes ignoring Josh while on the treadmill. That's nominee number one. Michaela and Fessel's final jumps are at nominee number two. Chris's confessional cam moment in that quote are number three. Chris winning is number four. It was eventful. I was a little bit surprised and shocked. I don't know if they were being honest with there being like four seconds left when he pulls the last one off. Maybe that was just editing to make it look as best they could. But if it wasn't, it was amazing and a hard fought battle. And he takes out one of the all time elimination Kings uh, and all time legends of the game. So big props to him. Cassidy's post game being very upset. Desi's little retort back to her, the whole thing. Amazing. And then Wes's goodbye in confrontation with Josh. Uh, again, we're going to give the award to Wes because we're going to clearly give all the awards to Wes, just like we're going to give the MVP of the episode to Wes, Josh, Cassie, Michaela, Chris, you get votes, Michelle and Fessel. You also deserve votes. Um, Desi even deserve votes. This well-rounded episode, just fantastic episode. If I haven't just said that plainly, fantastic episode of the challenge. Absolutely across the board. A lot of people pitched in. A lot of people gave good, entertaining stuff, whether they were super involved or not super involved. Fantastic all across the board. Wes is the MVP. Now for the power rankings and predictions portion here. Very excited here. So on the female side of the power rankings, I'm keeping Desi, Tori, Michaela in the top three, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think Michaela might be number one. If anything, they're all tied. And if anything, I feel like at this point, it's unfair to just keep assuming that Desi is on Tori and Michaela's level when Tori has obviously shown us over many seasons what level she's on. And I think Michaela has started to kind of give us the evidence she is on that same level. And I've you know had Desi there the whole season. And I, I don't know. I still feel so. Maybe we go Michaela, Tori, Desi for the top three, or just Michaela, Tori, one A, one B, whichever order you like. Desi, kind of one C, right behind them, and then a little drop off. And we got Cassie, Chanel, and Michelle. And again, I'll put Michelle at the bottom because, unfortunately, spoiler, she's on season thirty-nine, which is called Battle for a New Champion, and so. I don't think she's going to win this season and then still get to be the one champion on the next season. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, so she is at the bottom as much as that pains me to say. And then on the men's side, all right, Wes is gone. My prediction to win is gone. 
Um, my the person I said, if he is in the final, he will win the final, which I still feel certain that he would have. Uh, he's gone when he was in the number two spot. Bananas stays one. Fessel moves up to number two. And I think this is bananas versus Fessel. And then Chris in third. Chris passes Corey. Chris has got a shot. I previously thought it was a three-person race on the men's side, too. I still think it is, except one of those three left, and the new one enters. I think Chris can win this for sure. I do not think Tyler can. I do not think Josh can. And I I don't think at this point, with only assuming only one more guy goes home, that Corey can beat Chris Fessel Bananas. Maybe. Maybe. If everything aligned right. Maybe. But Bananas won. Fessel two, Chris three, and then Corey, Josh, Ty, Corey, Tyler, Josh. I don't even know, uh, but it's really again, it's three and three on the on the women's side, Michaela, Tori, and Desi, and on the men's side, Bananas, Fessel, and Chris. Though one of those, two of those six are winning. That's that's what we're going with. And speaking of who's going to win, let's make some predictions for next week. We're not getting to winner predictions yet. We still have one. We said Desi. In Wes, Wes is now gone, so we lost that. I don't remember who all I said would be in the final, so we'll have to we'll have to double check that. We'll do that next week. But as for next week, my predictions for next week, and I have been not good at predictions this whole season, and I got one and a half out of four last week, and two and a half out of five if you count Josh crying. But again, we they they showed us that, so you can't count that. One and a half out of four, not good, not good at all. This time I'm gonna I'm gonna nail everything. All right, next week prediction number one. Double elimination, okay? Gotta be, gotta be. We're going to the final. We're only taking 10. Another double elimination. Cliffhanger of at least one of those because then we go straight into the final. So I think we'll see one elimination and then we'll be left on a cliffhanger potentially with the second of those eliminations. Second uh, second nominee, second prediction. We do see in the next week on that final daily challenge is wrestling of some sort like a group oiled up wrestle over some ball musical chair style type of thing, which love it again. Talk about the teens of the challenge, the first five, 10, 15, 20 seasons of the challenge. Like let's go amazing. Um, and if it, because of what I think that daily challenge is, I'm going Fessy and Michaela win again, back to back. I'm tempted to say Fessy Tory. But I think Fessy gets another win. I think Michaela gets another win. I think they go back-to-back and walk into that final feeling really great about potentially even working together in the final, the whole thing. I think they throw in Tyler and Cassidy. I think they're both just like, you know what? We don't got to take the shots of the big people. We can take them out. If 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 those two are in, you know, are the ones that win, should they say Bananas and Tori? Yes, they should, obviously. But I don't think they will. I think they'll throw in Tyler and Cassidy. I think the house will put in Josh and Chanel. And oh my God, if Tyler beats Josh or if anyone beats Josh, if Josh goes into elimination next week, it's going to be edge of your seat stuff. Like no matter how you feel about the guy, holy shit. If he, if he's in the last elimination of the season, win or lose, it's a huge moment. It's a huge moment. Oh my gosh. And for the TV, for the entertainment, you know, uh, <laughs> Josh needs to be in the elimination. Oh my gosh. Cause it'd be so amazing if he goes into the final elimination and wins his way into the final. Are you kidding me? That would be such an amazing moment for him. And if he goes into the final elimination and loses, well, that is heartbreaking and brutal and horrible. 
and I would feel the worst for him, but it would be, you know, it would be dramatic. It would be dramatic and drama is entertaining on this show. So one way or the other, I kind of want to see Josh in this final elimination. I don't just want a confessional with, I finally made a final. I want to see it in the sand. Either I earned my way. I beat someone. I did something. And also just saying this real quick at this point, if this is, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the, it's a trailer spoiler. There's something in the trailer that we saw that we haven't seen yet. So I assume we're going to see next week. So if you don't want that, thanks for listening. Turn it off 45 seconds before the end of this podcast. But in the trailer, we see some form of a hall brawl, but with like pads, uh, uh, a la like it was a dual one or dual two or both where they had to like push you off challenge where the pads you kind of fought. It looks like a hall brawl, but you get to use pads like a, a, not football pads, like a, a pad that you hold in front of you and run into each other with that versus each other's body. Um, and so because of that, even if my guy Fessy doesn't win the daily and I think my guy Fessy, I think Fessy fan club is celebrating tonight. If the next challenge is the last elimination left hall brawl, like, come on, my guy's in the final, my guy is in the final. So I hope I'm not wrong about that. If, if Fessy goes home next week in the final elimination now, that's, it's not going to look good for me. I'm going to Fessy fan club still going to rally. We're still going to have our meeting. Um, it'll still just pretty much be me there. Um, but there's been a few coming throughout of the woodwork this whole season saying they want to join the fan club. So, uh, if, if you want in still plenty of seats, always open, come join. I think my guy's making a final and he's had a, enough confessionals. He could win. He could win banana. We're not even talking about bananas might win. What if bananas wins an eighth, an eighth? Are you kidding me? Okay. He's also bananas now on two different shows coming up in the next couple of months. Um, Wild times, wild times. Great episode. This season's been fantastic. I'll just say it. This season's been fantastic. Again, it has fully reached, I think, the highest bar that Challenge USA right now as it stands is probably going to reach about as good as it can get. Like in a modern Challenge USA season, I think this is like trending towards being in an A. It's not the same level of an A as, you know, the early seasons of the show, all the ones I've graded as an A on the rewatch, but it's very good. I'm very much enjoying it. I look forward to covering episodes 11, 12, the full season, the next few weeks. So thank you as always for being here. Hit me up on Instagram at challenge historian. If you want to chat challenge this season, anything, or if you want to chat survivor now as well, survivor with Tony survivor historian will be coming each and every week. If you are a survivor watcher, definitely go check out that preview. And again, use the show notes. If you, if you're, if you're not up for three hours, filter around, find what you want to find about that. So thank you so much for being here. I love you. I appreciate you. I will talk to you next week, twice. The next time we'll be Challenge USA, though. I don't think we'll have Survivor premiere out like Wednesday night or Thursday morning or anything like that. So the next time you hear from me, it will be Challenge USA episode 11. Until then, peace.